0: Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan.
1: Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome back to the Where Success Happens Podcast. Thank you so much. For counting on us for content and information that can make a difference in your business and your life if you love these podcasts please share them with everybody that you care about if you're a leader share them with your team if you're a team member share them with your department if you're you know a husband share with your wife wife share with your husband if you love it share it and uh certainly if you want to get it um all the time hit that subscribe button and uh Take a screenshot, send it to success at todduncan.com And we have a drawing every week where we give away a case of my New York Times best-selling book, High Trust Selling, Make More Money in Less Time with Less Stress. This podcast is about success, period, end of story. We'd like to think that every time you come and listen to this podcast, it is for you where success happens. And we do that by showcasing guys and gals that have figured out some part of the magic formula for success. And they've taken it to the finish line. And uh, this particular episode, we get to spend some time with Jennifer Salazar. She is a mortgage professional. Uh, She works for Fairway Independent Mortgage. She's out of Texas. And she's awesome. Jen, what's going on?
0: Hello, how are you?
1: (laughs) So good. So good. So good. How could I not be? We get to have a conversation about one of my favorite topics, time blocking.
0: (laughs) Time blocking. It's one of my favorites, too.
1: (laughs) So let me tell everybody kind of, uh, you know, I always always love how the universe kind of sets up who's next, you know, who do we get to talk to next? And um, we have a dear friend. uh, She's uh, my content partner. She's helped me for over a decade uh, bring sales mastery to the world, and she also has the distinct honor of being a leader. And one of the people she has been leading is this girl, Jen. And, um, and so I just, uh, I, I just love Linda and Linda sent an email. Um, and I think had to ask you permission if she could forward your email to, to her, <laughs> she did. but it had to do with taking time blocking the concept, which we'll explain for everybody and applying it as a mother to your newer born daughter and having it work. Is that right?
0: Yep, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. My headline was Todd Duncan taught my baby how to sleep through the night.
1: And taught my baby how to sleep through the night. Man, I wish I had known how to do that when my kids were babies because they <laughs> didn't sleep through the night. Um, anyway, so let's give everybody just in like three minutes or less, who are you and what is your story?
0: So I'm Jennifer Salazar, and I have been with Linda Davidson, who most of you know, I've been with her. This is my 16th year on her team. And so it's crazy. I'm like 12 years old right now, or I was when I started with her, not really. But um, she, I was hired as her receptionist 16 years ago, and she actually hired me temporarily and said that she would, uh, she'd see if she still needed me after a couple weeks, but it was really her way to see if she didn't like me and needed to be done. And so that was 16 years ago. And I always tease her that I'm still waiting on my review. And (laughs) (laughs) we went through different stages from me being her LOA for, I was her LOA for a long time. um, I was a processor for her. We just, and each time was a long period of time, which was amazing to figure out every step of the transaction. But eventually I wanted to learn how to Originate and and I had already kind of learned that piece. That I just didn't know how to rain make, and um, so she, with her blessing, I didn't want to leave her. I love Linda, and with her blessing, I became one of her loan officers. And that was that was six years ago. Six years ago,
1: and you've been growing ever since.
0: Yes, yeah. Yes, yes.
1: So one of the uh, one of the things she did, I believe, when you were in LOA, and then I think when you got into full origination, is you participated in the Hydro Sales Academy. Uh, a couple different times. One of the things that we teach uh, is this idea under time efficiency of one of the kind of the arts and and sciences, because it really is both that it's a, you need a little bit of a science because time blocking is about the time you put in and the money you take out. It's that ultimate relationship between labor in revenue out that's the science behind it, right And the science is can we figure out how to put fewer minutes in and take more revenue out? And that's the ultimate high- level goal of the science piece. The art piece is uh, it is a work in progress. you know the clay is never dry and and you got to keep thinking about being rigorous with how you use time blocking and artfully turn people away, artfully say no, artfully say yes. And so it's a, it's a big, 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 big deal. But um, you have been making progress on this for, you know, how you've been originating now six years? Six years,
0: six years yes.
1: Yeah, so, so let's go back to the baby story. Let's just start with that to get anybody excited about how powerful <laughs> time blocking is outside of just being a, a high-performing mortgage or real estate agent.
0: So the so, baby story is really, I, ha- I had to really, count, and I was going to continue to be an originator past having the baby. That wasn't going to stop. And so I had to figure out how to make sure after a month, I gave it about a month of just kind of letting the baby do what the baby wanted to do. But then I needed to figure out, okay, we got to get through sleeping through the night. We need to be on a schedule of when she eats, when she sleeps. And I know that not all babies can always be reality, or but we just started. I just started thinking, okay, I've learned this my whole life. I, if I need to do something at noon, it's going to be on my calendar. If I need to make sure something's done at three, it's going to be on the calendar. So we started making Daniela's schedule through that, through that way to know, all right, at 8am at noon at this, you know, this is what we're doing, whether it was tummy time, whether it was time for a nap, whether it was time for her next bottle, it was just all scheduled and she fell into it, and she was totally okay. It was it just—it was very nice. It was very beautiful, honestly. That she just babies go the way that you teach them to, you know. And as so do we. I feel because <laughs> Linda taught me this too.
1: So what? What? Uh, what was the aha? When did you start to see that the the unimaginable and the impractical all of a sudden became doable and real?
0: Um, you know, when you're looking at all the things online of what to do with the baby and how much they eat per day and how much they sleep per day and how much time they need to, they need to be playing or, you know, whatever, whatever we need to do, tummy time. I'm just like, there's too much, too much happening, too much chaos. And I had to just kind of hone in on what this calendar was going to look like for her. And it changes. It's a lot. It was a live document that I just had to keep changing as she grew and which i guess could kind of be interpreted to us as we grow it just it keeps changing you know right. yeah. so um that's what we've done and even to this day we are on a set schedule between i know exactly when she no know, she knows when she, it's time for her to wake up she knows when it's time for her to eat and you know that was my moment of i there's got to be a better way was all the chaos of all the things you got to do this you got to do this you got to do this and it's just it's too much
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, the, the reality is is whether it has to do with uh, a new baby or whether it has to do with your growth as a, as a professional and as a human, the, the one thing that is always tugging for our attention are the things that most oftentimes involve some allocation of time. And some of those things that tug for our attention are real and they're meaningful and, You know, it could be in a case of not allocating enough time professionally so that you have time for your family. Uh, We had a conversation recently with Michael Regan, who is part of our elite group, and he's one of our high trust coaches. And uh, he came out of this and, and his goal was to do in three days what it used to take him six to do. And the reason he wanted to do it in three is so that he could spend Monday and Fridays plus the weekend with his kids. And, you know, so to your point, as we grow, as we grow, we learn new things, we hear new things, and, and we always see opportunities. And, um, and then as we see it impact others, we get encouraged that way, whether it's a leader to an LO or an LO to a, a family member, or in this case, you know, to, to a young daughter. So I think that it's, it's never dry. It's, it's never like, okay, this painting is done. Because if you're not, if you're, if you're not, if you're growing, the time blocking has to grow with you in whatever way that trans transmutes itself. Right. So, so what, what, what are the big, what are the big applications of time blocking, you know, over the last five years or so for you, you've, you've, you've paid attention to the time piece. You've done something intentionally, I think every year to try and, what does that look like for you and how are you how are you if you if you're speaking to other loan originators mortgage professionals mortgage brokers real estate agents right now what would you be saying to them about how important this one initiative has been in your life
0: so linda, linda has always told us what gets measured gets done and that may actually be your quote that she's telling me but She has always told me that. And so, you know, if I'm sitting in time, day after day, I'm thinking, okay, I never get to eat lunch. It's just put it in your calendar, put it in your calendar so that you can go eat lunch or, you know, so, I mean, little things like that, but I do calendar every single thing that I find to be important to me that may not have been important to me seven years ago when I wasn't a loan officer and when I wasn't a loan officer yet. But I mean, on Thursdays for 30 minutes, I've got it in my calendar that I'm going to take time to make sure and post a review on Facebook. That's a time blocked thing every Thursday at the exact same time or at the exact same time every day I'm looking at my pipeline. Some people don't. Some one officers don't. For me, I enjoy doing that and I feel like it's important. So I look at my pipeline to see what locks are expiring or what CDs need to go out or whatnot. But that's 30 minutes of my day. That's a time block thing. My team knows Exactly how many new clients I'll talk to a day, and that gets time blocked too. And I couldn't any, I could not just let it be so chaotic. And you know, if there's ten people that need to talk today, I, I'll take all ten of them. It just it didn't work that way. You know, I still needed to make sure that I was available. You know, up until this past year with my husband and. And I've been in this industry and I've been going to Sales Mastery up to the, you know, with getting married, with having a baby now. And so it's actually, I've gotten a head start to kind of see how to apply all these things. But I needed to get to a point where at five o'clock, I needed to walk away. Now, seven years ago, could I work till 10 o'clock at night? Absolutely. Who cares, right? But now it's changed a lot. And so I really had to figure out how to shift some things and make a stop point of how many clients I could talk to per day and make sure that everybody truly understands it and be firm with it. Um, one of the last sales mastery or the sales, whichever one it was, there was somebody that was on a panel that said that he, there was a stop sign on his way home. And when he saw that stop sign, that was his point mentally where he stopped work. He was done when he got to that stop sign so that it gave him a minute or two to just kind of breathe, walk in the door and not be on the phone to be distracted. And when his kid was like, daddy, I'm so glad you're home or, you know, whatever, that he wouldn't be on the phone saying, okay, let me give you a yeah. rate or, and that's where I wanted to get. And that was really an aha moment for me too, that I needed to put together the things that were important to me. And, um, it, but that's what I would say is, you know, that's where I started was making sure that my calendar had everything that was important to me, whether it was a social media video, There is never in the world a time where I'm just like, all of a sudden, okay, I think I'm going to do a video today. It's in my calendar and it's, um, it says it's on Wednesdays. I make one for my realtors and I make one for consumers for my social media. And between that time, that's it. That's when I make my videos and then I've got my videos for the week. And I, I, I just don't, I try to not do anything like, oh my gosh, I think I'll do this today
1: yeah yeah no, it's powerful. I remember years ago we uh, we had the good fortune in and uh, the early days of doing our our master's event uh, every summer of having Mike Vance come in. Mike Vance was uh the right hand to Walt Disney in the very early days of Disneyland going from vision to reality and uh one of the things that that Mike Vance used to talk about is the creative, kind of genius behind Disneyland was the fact that systems are your freeways to success. And it was a very interesting group of words, right? Systems are your freeway to success, meaning that if you try to get everything done in whatever seems to be the most urgent, whatever seems to be the loudest, whatever seems to be pressing in the most... You have a a choice on understanding whether or not that is a reactive force or a proactive force. And most of the time we find these things kind of creeping in. And what it is, is it's a reactive force being placed on us. And it probably comes from not having some proactive solution first. So that, you know, if people call all the time and the calls seem to be like, routine and like this is the seventh time today somebody's called with the same question we start to see that there's ways to proactively fix these things and 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 answer them before they become problems and i think what most people do is they they just leave the turnstile of interruptions open all day long and what ends up happening is there's no hard stop to anything and everything just kind of merges and and blurs together And, and what we know about productivity is multitasking doesn't work even though everybody sometimes pats themselves on the back that they're a great multitasker. Well, you're really not. You're you're just a a good half-timer, meaning that you're only doing each of those things half as well because you got both going on at the same time, and and even then you can't focus on it. I think it's interesting because you've alluded to this, and I think it'd be interesting for everybody listening or watching the podcast today um, to ask what does their daily non-negotiable discipline look like? Because I, I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think when you're a great time blocker, you have more freedom than when you're not a good time blocker. What would you say? Mm-hmm. To
0: yes, absolutely. A total. It it gave such a freeway of freedom. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that gave me, and it's just figuring out that different things aren't working. For instance, we set up appointments for me for my pre-qualifications every day. I'll. Um, six max a day, seven max a day. And so people, I call them and they wouldn't answer. And so I was like, okay, this is, you know, maybe they set their appointment three hours ago, now they're not answering, or maybe they set their appointment yesterday. So then we started going to where my um, caller, I call her, she's our team caller, text these people before I call to make sure that they know I'm about to call. And that was it. And that was like gold because then they all answered. And so so, I mean, just little things like that, that became on her calendar as her time block thing. That she knows, I don't have to tell her. She knows before my appointment, it's time for her to text that person to tell them I'm about to call. And so, I mean, just little little tweaks. At 4, four o'clock every day, whoever I did not get a chance to call back from my cell phone of a missed call, she calls to see yeah. what they needed, how they can help. And so... All of those non-negotiables, that those have become my non-negotiables. Those were not my non-negotiables seven years ago because I was doing things for Linda. These are my non-negotiables now to free my time up. And again, it gets me back to at five o'clock, I get to walk away because it's time for Daniela to wake up. It's her last nap of the day and I got to go get her.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, this is really a solid conversation. And I would speak to everybody that's watching uh, or listening to ask yourself on um, on any given day, what is the percentage? And it might be just a best guess, but what is the percentage of stuff that interrupts, okay, which ultimately corrupts your ability to be efficient? What is the stuff that interrupts? And what have you not done that if you did it, like Jen just talked about, um, you would not only eliminate the interruption, but you would simultaneously improve the efficiency show rate, completion rate, you know, any of those types of things. And starting right now, you can begin to put these things in place. Because if you deconstruct the word priority and you look at the the first part of the word prior, what what, what a priority means is that prior to doing the priority, you have scheduled it. Mm -hmm. That's what it means so if it's a priority and it's not scheduled it's actually not a priority because you haven't done anything prior to make sure you do it to me that's a breakthrough and you've been reprioritizing for five years talk about your annual ritual where every year you do one thing
0: yes and sometimes it's two things but i i the only way I could get to this point was being time blocked because then it was, it's almost like a yearn for, okay, now what can I do now? What can I do now? What can I do? And so the first time this happened was five years ago and it was right before I was getting married and I was trying on my wedding dresses and I had invited my mom, my sister, best friends, everybody's in front of me and I'm, they're dressing me and I'm sitting there replying back to emails. And so my best friend pulled me aside, and it, and I I could honestly not tell you that whole experience. Everybody else was there for it except for me, and so my best friend later on, a couple of days later, said, "You gotta, you need, you need something to happen because that's not okay for you to have missed out on your wedding dress try on." And so at that, that's when my first one came about. And so I, you know, when you're, you've got work stuff going on and sometimes it's urgent, but we have so many other people, a part of the process. We just do, you can't, nobody can say they're doing it all on their own. We've got closers, we've got processors, we've got underwriters. We've got all these people that know. And just a simple thing of when it's time for you to go do something like a wedding dress try on or whatever, soccer game, put on your out of office so that they know how to reach you if it's an urgent matter. And if not, you apply to the email when you get back. So what I did was. I took email off my phone and that was like, could give anybody a heart attack, but that was what gave me my first freedom was I do not have work email on my phone any longer. And the thing that I had to realize, the biggest thing I had to realize was that if there was a true emergency, first of all, I'm not a fire department, but secondly, if there's a true emergency, they have my cell phone number, Right. so they can reach me that way. They can text me. They can, and I can reply back. I don't have to have my email to, to be able, I thought for some reason that if I'm the one to reply, you know, within 30 seconds, they're going to send me more business. And that wasn't the case. I really had to realize that that's not happening. Or if I'm the one to reply at 10 o'clock at night, they're going to think I'm amazing. And that was, I didn't get any more loans because I replied at 10 o'clock at night. All I did was interrupt my time, my, my time with my husband, you know? And so I, I, took my email away. And so at that point, my husband realized such a huge difference in the fact that I wasn't interrupting our dinners together. Hang on, let me, I got to reply to this real quick. I wasn't interrupting TV shows that we wanted to watch together or whatever. And so that was the biggest one. Now I know that that is like, give you a heart failure moment, but it has brought me so much freedom. I cannot even tell you. And, and when I get back to my computer and it's time to plug in again, I reply to everybody And I can get through, you know, we all can get through emails and like all of them in like 15, 20 minutes time. So you time block it, right? But it just, that was my first freedom. Um, I wrote these down. The second thing I did was, and this was again, this was probably about six months later. People, You know, we've got realtors that don't understand boundaries. And so iPhone came out with the whole feature of do not disturb. And so I put on do not disturb. So from, and I, and I have, and it's just because there's no boundaries and some think that if they've got to work up an amendment at 10 o'clock at night, they need your help. They call you and that's not okay either, you know? And, and again, when I was single, maybe I was, I didn't care, but then it things got different when I got the family. So um, Do Not Disturb is on my phone from seven to seven. Just that's it. And, and iPhone also lets you choose who can get through Do Not Disturb. So my mom's in there, my sister, Tito's family. Tito, you know, everybody who needs to be in there that can come through is in there. But um it in it to, it'll tell you you missed a call from so and so. You don't like miss something. A, a you know, million dollar pre-call. You don't miss something. The next thing I did was I started and this is like this year's kind of went away, but I started working from home on Fridays. And I had never done that before cuz I'm definitely a nut for being at the office. But this year's kind of shifted because this whole year I've been at home. So that's really, it was a win when I did it, but now every day's a win. But it's I calculated that it would save me 65 hours a year in drive time. That's an entire, that's over a week when I calculated it. So I was like, well, that just gave me a whole week vacation. Right. You know? Um the I only have six, I promise. The next one was I chose on Fridays to stop working at four. Just give me an hour extra, an hour early yeah. start time to make dinner or whatever. That's a big one for me too. Again, that's fifty-two hours a week, a year that I just gave myself. My my next goal is to creep that up further to three o'clock and just keep creeping it up to hopefully being not to not working on Fridays anymore. Um, this one was not a time blocking thing. This one was just all of these were for my family. I feel, and so I chose to no longer drink at realtor events. And it happened because there was a realtor event where there was an inspector and the and a realtor that were both drinking heavily. They were both married and had families and they were very inappropriate with each other. And I just thought, you know, my husband doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve for me to be in a mental state where something like that were to happen. He doesn't deserve for me to be driving home and get a DWI and risk my, our livelihood. He doesn't deserve any of that. So I just, you know, I, I do like to drink, but I like to drink with my husband and my friends. So I chose to no longer drink at realtor events. And what's funny is like six months later, I found out I was pregnant. So it really wasn't an issue anyways, but (laughs) I no longer, I don't drink at realtor events and every, for the whole six months before I found out I was pregnant, everybody kept asking, are you pregnant? Are you, I'm not pregnant. I just am not, I'm not going to drink. And it was fine. The last one is this year. This one is on Thursdays. I've chosen to do a social media detox on Thursdays. So on Thursdays, I don't touch social media. I don't get into my Instagram. I don't get into my Facebook. And it's just because I've mindlessly, when I'm sitting with my husband, I've started getting into, I just scroll and scroll. And I don't, you know, I've realized that my husband's not a social media media person. He doesn't have Facebook or any of those things. And so he's not doing it too. just me. And so it just, I realized I needed to kind of chill out. So Thursdays are my day that I do not touch social media and it's really helped me detox from it and realize that I don't have to do that all the time. Um, that, and the, those are the six things that have just kind of helped me, but I needed the time blocking to kind of help me get to that point. Cause if my life was chaos for work, I don't think I could have structured those things for my life yearly.
1: Yeah. And I would say to everybody listening, we've got about four more minutes and, and you know, this, this thing is never going to change the topic of, time time management time efficiency you know um, it's it is going to be pressing in on us for the rest of our life and i just say that cuz that's how the world operates we got more technology we got more streaming we got more content we got we got more 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 being thrown at us and if we don't simultaneously build bigger and bigger shields and barriers to just control just to control what we can control You can control pushing away about 90% of what you've allowed to interrupt you. And I think that's why I wanted to do this podcast with Jennifer, because she's making these decisions of, you know, controlling and pushing things away. And, um, you know, the the, the more you try to build your business without foundational truths called efficiency and organization, uh, the less likely the business is to grow and be sustainable. Um, I would argue the, the less effective you are in time management, uh, the less joy you have in the way you go through business and life. I think joyful people have an order to the way that they go through life. I remember uh, Jocko Willink, who's a super successful podcaster. He's a friend of mine. I remember him saying early in our friendship, he said, you know, the key that people need to understand is discipline gives them freedom. And it was the idea that, you know, discipline around ordering your time gives you the freedom you really desire. When Stephen Covey was alive, the author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he gave me an endorsement for one of my New York Times bestsellers, Time Traps. And that endorsement was the most important thing I think I ever got from him. And I got a lot from him and his teachings, but it was like, if you follow these 10 traps, life will give you the freedom you seek. And that word freedom was so powerful. You look, Jen, like you have more freedom than you did six years ago and five years ago and four years ago, you have a different countenance about you and you have stylistically a just an easier, kind of an easier approach. Is that what happens when you figure out the time piece?
0: Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, five years ago or whatever, whenever before this, I couldn't have taken an hour to do a podcast with you. I would have been in chaos. Like, Oh my gosh, we got, you know, I got to do this. I took three months off work to, to, um, for maternity leave three months. And I still closed more than I than I even uh, planned for, and it was because of that time blocking. And I, this is just me being crazy, but I pre uh, filmed every single video I wanted to post through those three months, so that I could just really be with the baby for three months. And and I mean that that would have never happened if I hadn't time blocked at all.
1: Yeah. That's great. Well, uh,
0: say that again? Sorry.
1: What's it done for you? What did, what did last year end up looking like for you?
0: Um, last year was a little over twenty-eight million, and then this year I'm on tar- I'm on target to be about thirty-five. That's nice.
1: That's great. Yeah. Great. You come from an LOA to on target to do thirty-five million and a mom and balanced. Wow.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, and I'm not perfect, but it's definitely really
1: hard. But it's like we're here. Here's what happens: the human being wants a better life experience some more than others and at different levels, right? But from my vantage point, the the one thing that most people don't have the modality in their head that they can actually control is what they allow in to their gift of time that either interrupts it, um, compromises it, um, makes it even ugly, I mean, the shame and that, doubt and blame, and you didn't do this, you didn't do that. I mean, it's just like, let's just say yes to things that make us feel good. Say yes mm-hmm. to things that we know brings productivity to our life and to our marriages. Say yes to the things that give us really great health. There's so much out there that people accept and tolerate that is no good for them. And my message to everybody is, man, grow, grow, grow the muscle to say no, just grow the muscle to say no, say no to the people that rob you of time, say no to the tasks that rob you of time, say no to the bad habits that rob you of health. I mean, you're in charge. You're actually in charge.
0: We are in charge. I love your book, Time Traps. And that was actually the very first, that was was an event that you did in Dallas, probably 15 years ago, Linda took me to, and I got an autographed copy of Time Traps when I was there. And I have it and that's a wonderful book and it just, yeah, I know Linda learned so much and then taught, you know, in turn taught me as her assistant to also time block.
1: All right. So you've got 60 seconds to tell the world. What's the one thing that you are committed to for the next 12 months in your business?
0: That I'm committed to for the next 12 months. Well, Oh gosh. I would say that I'm committed to, growing even further with the time blocking so I can get closer to taking off Fridays. Yeah.
1: Fridays, Fridays yeah. Pick, a date. pick a date right now. Tell us the first Friday you're going to be off
0: the first Friday.
1: Yeah, you're going to time block. Okay. It.
0: So my next goal for hiring is to have um, another hire by June 1st. So I would say I'll shoot for the first Friday in July to have my first Friday.
1: Hey, you got it. Ray, write that down. Producer Ray, write that down. <laughs> uh, in July, Jennifer Salazar is going to take Friday off.
0: I'm going to start. Yes.
1: Uh, we're going to send you a 30 day reminder on that.
0: <laughs> okay. That sounds good.
1: Hey, great to hang with you, my dear. It's, uh, Thank you. it's a blessing to, to see how, uh linda's life has impacted your life and how our lives all three of us get to impact each other And i'm proud of you it's been awesome to watch you grow and uh i can't wait uh, to see what happens to you at the end of this year and proud of you very much thanks for pouring Thank into the you. podcast world and the group out there and uh we'll look forward to that first friday off that'll be a big celebration
0: <laughs> i hope to see y'all soon i hope for the next yeah.
1: three to be, be well All right, thank you for watching another edition of Where Success Happens. We're with you every day, and uh, our only goal is to change your life and share with you ideas that can make a difference. Proud of you guys for chiming in every day, lean into this information. It works, and we're here to serve. Hey, thanks for being part of today's episode. I've got a special gift for you. on to make sure you are aware of. I just released a 25-page ebook entitled The Five Irrefutable Principles of a high-performance business. These five principles are game-changing. There's a lot of methods towards success, but if you ignore the principles, it's very, very hard to know that those methods will work. Go to the show notes below, just click on the link, download this 25-page ebook, and see what kind of impact it can make in your business and your life.